That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Good evening, Hot Takes homies. Welcome to Hot Takes, a vaporwave talk show. And I was supposed to cover Drink Your Tears. Well, guys, it's Drink Your Tears tonight. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be bringing them on very shortly. Let's throw the static up there. Anyways, um, welcome to Hot Takes. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We are Young Shiro and... Uh, Skulls and Lipstick. And we're so glad that you're finally here. I see some new first-time viewers. I see some long-term, long-time viewers. And I want to thank each and every one of you individually for tuning in, especially because we're so excited about our conversation tonight with Vaporwave meets Synth Pop Auteur, Drink Your Tears. Just want to start the night off by asking everybody kindly, as I change the music to something a little more Vaporwave influenced, to keep us in the loop if audio levels are too high or too low, if I'm too quiet, if the good doctor is too loud, if uh, drink your tears, whatever, music, please keep us in the know, in chat. And if you like hot takes, tweet about us, share it to Facebook, invite a friend, and do not be a, do not be shy in the chat. If you have questions for drink your tears, let them rip. Nothing is off the table within reason, of course, right? We punch up only on hot takes. Um, last thing before I let uh, the doctor introduce... Actually, no, I'm going to introduce because I'm going to do the, the Rex tonight, right? I got yes. the Rex. You got the take. All right, cool. So um, just want to remind everybody, Hot Takes is totally DIY and nonprofit. But if you like Hot Takes or you like me or you like Chris, uh, feel free to follow the link in chat uh, to donate. It is completely optional, but it means a lot. And it goes straight to a fund that is used to buy a pop filter for me to commission people to make a new ad instead of the uh, wonderful ad that DS Dude made, but that is getting a little old. Um, jump in. Uh, every little dollar matters, and we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Um, so we're going to start the night out with some recommendations, courtesy of moi. And um, tonight's recommendations are sponsored by the uh, letter B from the alphabet, the letter B. Apparently, I like to crate dig alphabetically, so... Tonight, every artist that I'm going to recommend starts with the letter B. Oh, a strange coincidence. Fun. So, the first album I'm going to recommend is by a very little, at least I think little known, vaporwave artist called Body End Tag. It's Not like familiar, HTML, no. right? You got the carrot, body, forward slash, carrot. Body End Tag. Out of Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, body End Tag, I actually have to thank my little brother for. And if you like classic vapor that's just a little punchier sounding you gotta check out body in tag the album that well jesus lux thank you um i was actually gonna recommend liquid state drive but information superhighway looks good as well let me go and drop the link in for my recommendation but if you like it check out lux's recommendation uh they're known to have quite good taste 
and I can thank Lux directly for a lot of recommendations, but if you want to hear some classic vapor that's a little punchier sounding, then check out the album artwork for Liquid State Drive. Looks a little 80s Outrun-esque, but, but very like early 2010s Tumblr wave. Um, good stuff. Second recommendation is by another Vaporwave artist. Again, sponsored by the letter B. I want to recommend, out of their vast back catalog, an album by Bodyline that's a few years oh. old. Ooh, which right? album? Pocket nice. Feelings. Pocket Feelings came out, I don't know, maybe about five years ago. And Bodyline, I got to say, guys, is one of my personal favorites of the, I would say, late night lo-fi persuasion. I don't know if they respond particularly to that genre tag or if they even care, but I really like just dreamy, jazzy, loungy, late-night-sounding vaporwave. Uh, The term was actually coined by Lux herself. Thank you very much. Um, If you like that kind of vaporwave, you got to check out Pocket Feelings by Bodyline. Lots of lesser-known samples, lots of very gentle, dreamy, romantic vibes. And then I'm going to end the night before we get our hot take from Dr. Skeleton Lipstick with a Vaporwave adjacent album. Uh, Not sure how you guys feel about Chill Wave, especially OG Chill Wave acts, but many people feel like Vaporwave was birthed a little bit from the Chill Wave explosion, or at least they had some similarities, their their love. I think it it empowered people. I think think so as well. It empowered people to work, to do things. Thoroughly agree. And um, there's an OG artist by the name of Brother Tiger. It's been oh, around yeah. a very long time. Right? Okay, John Jagos, been around since the beginning. You know, he yeah. never really made it into the upper echelon of Neon Indian Toro Imwa. You know, uh, the other one whose name is escaping me at the moment. Oh, washed out, sorry. But, uh, but Brother Tiger was very good at what they did. And after their first, you know, handful of albums, I want to say they went quiet for a little while. And then they released an album... And this album is straight B-sides, okay? But it's it's like instrumental. I'm going to drop the link in chat. It's called Fundamentals Volume 1, Roman numeral 1. And it is like instrumental sections that are to be used in between songs during a live show. But almost the whole album flows together almost as one continuous track. And it is insanely beautiful. Almost, I hate to use the word epic, right? You know, even as mm. us millennials love the word epic, but Fundamentals mm. Volume One by Brother Tiger, though there's no singing on it, is one of the most recent albums that I would say is just a solid ten out of ten front to back, no skippable tracks. And so, if you like um, chill wave or or vapor adjacent music, um, look, Ixshell is in chat. Everyone say hi to Ixshell. Um, oh, they what's co-sign. Up, Nice. They co-sign, and you know they have nice. good taste. So check out good Fundamentals Volume 1, courtesy of Chillwave OG Brother Tiger. Thank you for listening. I'm going to turn my platform over to Skeleton Lipstick for tonight's hot take. Uh, sure. Uh, my hot take tonight has to do with Vaporwave or Vaporwave-adjacent artists and the concept of playing live. And the hot take for me is you don't have to do it. You don't have to play live. Just because other people play live and like to do live events doesn't mean that you should feel pressure to have to do that as well. You know, this is birthed as an online scene. And so being a strictly online artist 
is not a problem and should be encouraged if that's what your what what your I don't know what you, what your impetus to be is. You know what I mean? I think that people see a lot of these people engaging in live events, like myself and many others. And maybe they think that that is creating some kind of pressure that everybody has to do that, that everybody has to have some sort of uh, public uh, IRL persona or or presence, and that's not necessary. And you know, Vaporwave requires anonymous artists and requires people who are just online presences without much of a. With not much of a knowledge of who they are or what they are, and I think that's important. And I don't think it's a necessity that everybody plays live. You know what I mean? And yes. many people don't, and they have perfectly very successful careers. And, and they don't. You don't need to do that if it doesn't feel like it's you. Then you don't need to do that. You know? No. But if it does feel like it's you, then that's great. You, there's there are spaces for you to do that. You know what I mean? I think that's the fun thing about this. Um, uh, scene and and is the, is the landscape of it is is pretty vast and allows for a lot of ways to express yourself and if it's doing it in a live setting is what you want to do you are there are opportunities for you to do that uh, if doing if that is not what you want to do that's wonderful because basically that's kind of like the the, the roots that's of the, the scene are that setting. in the first place the default setting is that exactly so. You know, you don't have to play live. You know, you don't have to see, you don't have to feel pressure to do that. You don't have to feel like you're even missing out on anything because you don't play live because it might not be what you want to do. And and here's the thing. If you do play live, um, that's great. I play live. I love doing it. I love, I love participating in the events and setting them up myself. But, um, you know, it's a lot of pressure, too, to figure out how to play live and how to do this, whether you're going to be doing a DJ set or whether you're going to be doing a, you know, uh, a live set that involves playing your own music. It's it's a tough thing. And before you decide to do a live set, I guess, like, think about it. Think about how you want to do it. Think about who you want to be when you do it and uh, think about what your personality is and the best way to do it. It's a tough thing. Some people kind of think they maybe want to jump right into live sets and then they, they don't exactly know how to do it or what equipment they need or what the setup is going to be for it or what the, 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 the delivery is going to be for it as well. And, you know, if you want to go play live, think about it and think about who you want to be when you're up there and how you want to do this. And maybe if you don't know that yet, I'll take a minute to think about it before you decide to start doing it. But my point, once again, my original point, though, is basically that you don't there just there should not be a pressure for everybody to play live. You know, what I mean, the default setting is online artist. You don't have to play live. But once again, if you want to, that's cool. There's spaces for it. And I don't think that, you know, we, we shouldn't we you know we don't need to be limiting that either. And, you know, live events are hard. They're hard to promote. They're hard to prepare for. And, you know, not every one of them is it has a tremendous, uh, you know, um, it's like a tremendous audience either. So just be prepared for that as well. Be prepared for if you do want to do a live show, not everything's going to be electronic on. Not everything's going to be like the most packed event you've ever played. You do it because you love it. Do it because you want to hang out with your friends and because you you really treasure the moments that you get to be with you know the people that you are artistically and socially close to and enjoy that time that you get with them. You know what I mean? Enjoy making 
this music and, and playing playing it with them. You know what I mean? It's it's fun. When we even when the events are small, it's like hanging out with your friends and everybody's playing, you know, demonstrating their music for each other and demonstrating, you know, their uh, their tastes for each other and it's it's a good hangout. You know what I mean? So don't go in and immediately expect if you are going to do live performances for it to be, you know, don't don't go in thinking like, okay, well, like I don't I mean it's going to be a packed show or whatever, you know. I don't know. The, the this is uh, that's not what it's like. So sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. And it's but the valuable thing is the chance to connect with the people that you like, and who you're friends with, and who you are artistically. Um, Thank you so much, luxury on the ones. same level with. You know, on the same levels with, and uh, to, you know, because they don't happen. These things don't happen that often, and uh, you know, when you do it, you kind of remember it forever. So that's that's the benefit to doing the live stuff. But once again, you don't have to. You know what I mean? And you don't have to feel like you are any less than of an artist because you don't. You're not. <laughs> that's not the way this scene works. Uh, anything to add? So what I'm hearing is um, we love you whether you perform or not. Uh, if you mm. want to stay true to the scene's roots, as it were, anonymity or, or um, you know, staying outside of the live performance sphere is perfectly valid and and perfectly fine you won't be loved any less but if i can be a little biased it is so much fun and it'll be a little scary and stressful i mean i'm no audio engineer i show up for sound check i don't know what the shit i'm doing i just listen to the sound guy and try to be there early and help unload and then help tear down but my God, I mean, it'll wear you out if you're our age, but um, it is so fun and so validating. And after five minutes, you're not scared anymore, I promise. And it makes memories. And, I mean, this is Vaporwave, baby. It's a DIY scene. People have done as little as press the play button and dance around or hammer out a beat on a, one of those little things that just you beat on during their um, their set with you the know. music playing in the background. The, the samplers, like, nobody yeah. cares. Everybody loves it. They go gaga because they just, we talked about this before the show went live. They just want to hear the music that they love in a loud space with people that they love. And they want to get sweaty and jump up and down and hug each other. Yeah. And once again, you're going to miss out if you don't band. do it. You, you know, if you're playing live, you're not a rock band. You're yep. not going to get up there and start playing like a rock band. You know, the work was done when you made the music. You, you, when you produced it and controlled all those frequencies and developed those soundscapes or put on the effects that you want to put on and took the time to lovingly craft, you know, your art. And that's the work that you did. You Absolutely. Know, you're not, you're not a rock band. You, you know, where they just, you know, where you play guitar and, you know, the engineer records it and then somebody mixes it. No, 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 no. You're a producer. You're in charge of all that shit. You have all that yep. responsibility when you're making the fucking music. You know what I mean? You did the work. You did way more work than the guy who strummed out, the, strummed out some stuff on the guitar. You did the work. When you're up there and you're playing your music and you're doing it as a DJ or you're, or you're doing it with samplers, maybe you have, you know, you can only maybe have like one synth up there if it's just you, if you want to do some extra stuff. The rest of it, you're going to have your sampler or you're going to have your DJ decks or you're going to have your microphone if you sing. And you know what? You'll bring your visuals if you have them. You don't need them either. You're going to bring yourself and you're going to express your charisma and you're going to play the music that you lovingly crafted and constructed 
you know, in that room by herself, hunched over the computer for hours and hours and hours, and you will now play it through large speakers. And, you know, you will transmit your signal in a uh, in a in a bigger in a, in a through a bigger vector, as it were. You know what I mean? Well said. And that's the thing about the electronic art artist stuff in general, right? You know, so like I don't want any more comparisons to rock and roll music or blah blah fucking <laughs> blahs. This isn't indie rock. This isn't rock and roll. Element. This is a whole different way of expressing this sort of thing. All right. And you know what I mean? You did the work when you were hunched over the computer doing everything that like the guitarist never has to do. You know what I mean? And hey now man, you are speaking transmitting of, uh, it work, in a different vector. If I don't bring drink your tears on pretty soon, we might have a riot in the chat. Oh, please do. Y'all yes. have seen uh y'all have seen our, our very skilled and lovely guest already due to my faux pas. But uh Janelle, go ahead and unmute yourself. Welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> Let me take that static down. Oh, up, there's Janelle? the still Thank image. You for being here. Hey, drink your tears, everybody. What so, what do you what do you think about what we've discussed thus far? What are your thoughts? Oh my god, I like I wanna I do agree a hundred percent with like a lot of the things you guys are talking about about performing live and stuff. And honestly, like um, it actually like opens my eyes a little bit for like reassurance. A little bit because um, I definitely like uh, performing live is like one of my dreams honestly I've performed Good, live yeah. before yeah I've performed live before but it's been like a way different genre it was like um, what was like, it what was it, it yeah <laughs> it was like um, I wouldn't say hardcore but like the death metal core sort of like what, what? What? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> like asking Alexandria style. Like attack oh, how fun. Stuff like attack, that. Attack, attack, like crab core? What? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's, That's so badass. fun. Wait, so you had, uh, you were the singer for like a, like a crab core band prior to this <laughs> at one point? Is that what's happening? What is that what you're name? saying? I was the synth player. So you were the synth player for it? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking cool Whoa. as shit. Well, I can't wait to get into your musical journey yeah, later. Yeah, me going. too. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get these sound effects so I can use them tonight. Yeah, that was like my first time around that, like 2011, 10 era. That's, that's the era, yeah. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, but I was like, um, you know, playing with, my band and stuff have and fun play lots of shows locally and stuff like that but like oh, now is this available am i able to listen to this yeah oh. or is it for the drink your tears <laughs> yeah. patreon um it's old stuff man it's uh the band name was oceans of sienna okay that's a post hardcore band name if i've ever heard one definitely post hardcore yeah or like mm. post metal pelican-esque jsu right. shit isis so wave. so anyway, yeah, ISIS wave. Oh, ISIS, well, that'd be amazing. Uh, I love ISIS. But anyway, um, so you were doing, so you performed, but you have, you have performed live before, but not not this. It, it was this is this is you. This is your band. This is your full direction for your music with this now. This is this is on you when you play it now, right? Yeah, and I've never done anything like of my own stuff, like live or anything. And I'm always like. You know, as an artist, I feel like most artists get in their head and they're very like, um, 
I don't know, it just depends on the person, really. Like, you could be very confident with your music and be like, yo, let's fucking play a show. I'm going to play a show every other week, whatever. For me, it's like, I need it to be perfect. And, like, yep. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... You got it's the perfectionism. Never, yeah, it's never going to be perfect. Like, even the album yep. that I released, I'm like, man, that's not fucking perfect at all. There's, like, shit in there that I'm like... Oh man, but like I love it. I love what I do and That's good. I just I just really want to make people dance and have fun and cuz I love blasting my music at home and dancing around. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's phenomenal. You know, put out there for other people to have fun listening to my stuff. So Ixchel so says that's... their favorite drink your tears song is Take Me Home. It's a good one. So really? that's really that that I I honestly hate that fucking song. You wow. hate that song? Wow. Spoken like a true artist. You know, like I anytime I'm playing a, a DJ set or something and I actually like I put one of my one of my dancey tracks on, like I can, all I can hear are the flaws. So I don't think you're alone in that. I think that most of us are like well, most of us are like that, you know. Yeah, 100%. And the imposter I, syndrome too. Right. I just overthink a lot with like my stuff and I'm like, you know, you guys probably know as well, like I'll be in the middle of a song and I find a synth sound or something or a drum, you know, sound and I'm like, oh, that would be good in a different song. Uh, and then I, I track hop and it's just like everything gets lost and I'm just like, okay, let's focus here and let's uh actually focus on making a, a an album and not like a fucking 50 song album <laughs> you yeah, know right well it's like you know certain sounds like that's the that's the thing is like you hear a sound right and it's like oh that's such a good sound all right i want to use it for something and like you're in the middle of doing something else but then you find that sound and you're like ah but it's not right for this one i guess i'll just start a new song based around the fact that i want to mm. use this snare right See, I <laughs> that's funny i don't produce so like that's that's interesting but it makes a lot of sense if you hear something you like you would set it aside and be like this is getting used not for this but it's getting used at some point it like totally derails the thing that you were doing you're like well i gotta start i gotta do something with this sound right now and then i'll get back to this and then that happens like with 12 more times in a row yeah <laughs> so you're saying you have a lot of b-sides and like tracks that are on the cutting floor that may see the light of day at some point um yeah i mean i i try to rework a lot of stuff um really? yeah i mean i i've counted <laughs> the amount of like songs i've started and not finished and i think i have around like 120 whoa wow. really you you You're just well you just started kind of writing music as drink your tears you have that much kind of like in the in the in like the unfinished project section yeah yeah <laughs> oh wow that's prolific you're never man. gonna run out of of material that's great wow you got a lot of songwriting energy in you my friend wow um okay so chat run up the questions for drink your tears and chris of course you are i gotta more take than a step back to do those autobiographical questions i, got, I gotta go back let's a run little those bit questions for a minute here first of all 
I mean, first of all, let's just get get into like what 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 got you into making music. Do you have a background in 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 in, in playing music and in, in learning music? Uh, did you learn an instrument first? What what got you into just making music? The idea that you want to make music. Um. So, I mean, I hate to sound like kind of cliche, but my parents definitely brought me into music a lot. Um, oh, good. Yeah, my dad is a uh, awesome drummer, and uh, he's a great keyboard player as well. Oh, I felt like uh, I remembered your father being a musician. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome, and uh, he showed me so much music, and uh, it's just so crazy. But you know, I was uh, taking piano lessons at the age of five. I was thirteen. And throughout that whole time, I couldn't read, like, sheet music or anything. It was too... It just didn't make sense to me. Right. But, you know, I'd have the piano teacher sitting next to me with his piano, and I'd be at mine, and he'd be like, okay, read the music. And it's like, man, I I, I already know what you're playing, like, by ear. So it's like I Holy just... Holy shit. And... Yeah, I mean... I'm... I'm not that great at like playing by ear, but if you give me like give me like half hour, I can try to figure it out. Oh, but, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and then I ended up quitting till I was around like the age of thirteen or whatever with the piano lessons. And uh, my dad makes his own music, which is fucking nuts. Because what actually like got me into vaporwave is that. Back in like the early 2000s or whatever, the music that my dad was making on fucking like floppy disks and his keyboard, a lot of vaporwave stuff reminds me of what he makes. Ooh, interesting. It, I yeah, love that. Yeah, it's super like nostalgic for me. Like, I didn't even know a lot of like the 80s bands and stuff around the early 2000s because I was born in 94, so I was like yeah. young. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the st- stuff that he makes, even till this day, reminds me of Vaporwave. And I just, I love that. So that's kind of what got Amazing. Me- that is cool as shit. That's very interesting that the nostalgia for you comes from, like, directly from your family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yep. What and is- my, mom, my mom was more into, like, um, well, my dad was very, like, experimental... Doing whatever the fuck he wanted, really. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, my mom was very into, like, the 90s, early 2000s rap, grunge, stuff like that. Wow. So, like, I'm very... I, I know a lot of stuff. You got but... some cool, like, Gen X parents. You've been plugged right into the zeitgeist <laughs> since day one. Right, yeah. But he, a lot of my dad's stuff was very 80s and 90s, like, dance, experimental... Uh, slow listening sort of stuff and a lot of vaporwave music reminds me of that and it's just like holy shit my dad's been making this genre (laughs) (laughs) iClick says tell your dad to drop links that's fascinating that you just sort of stumble upon like a whole genre of music that you're like oh my god this is what my dad kind of makes this is like a whole a whole world a whole world of it out there, apparently, of people doing something experimental and easy listening-ish. The funniest fucking part of it all is that back in, like, 2014, 15, you know, the SoundCloud days when it was like, 
oh, this is the best time ever on SoundCloud. Well, I was like just one of those people that was scrolling through me. I actually was like into dubstep and like um, wild around that era. But then I was like searching on SoundCloud and clicking on people that were commenting on songs and stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, I can get into this. Well, I came across George Clanton and all that. And I was shout like, out oh, George I love Clanton. Yeah, shout out George Clanton for sure. And I was like, man, this is the music that I've been wanting to make. Like, right. I didn't, amazing. Yeah, was I it was Mirror like, Kisses or Esprit Fantasy or George? Well, it was Esprit first. And I didn't, you know, make the connection as a first time listener that it was George and Esprit. So I was like, Okay, George is fucking lit. Esprit, I found like Vector Graphics. Um, Shout out! I don't know. Oh, wow, we found Vector Graphics through that. That's um, it's very interesting to hear George as as a as a gateway for you know the the vapor like a deep, the deeper vaporwave scene. That's very um, you know, it's very encouraging to hear. Yeah, and then um, I showed my dad him and like a lot of people on the one hundred percent label and stuff. And um. Oh man, I showed him a lot of the stuff and then one day he came across me and he was like, Janelle, let me show you this artist. And um it was a quip and I was, was like Yeah, I was like, Dad <laughs> I was like, you know the tattoo on my neck, the one hundred percent electronic. Oh, let's see it. On my neck. Oh, uh, you're the one with that tattoo. Nice. <laughs> I just remember Check that it out. Tattoo. Oh, that's I was funny. Like, no, um, oh, I my. seen a quick live, and he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, Wait, so no. dad stumbled on Kevin? This music? Yes. That's and fucking like, oh, great. That's so funny. Keep going. This is a great story. Explain it to him and everything, and he was like, not, it wasn't clicking, but eventually he was like, holy shit, that's nuts. But yeah, that's basically That's how- adorable. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, and Lux is saying in the chat right now, like this is like such a wholesome uh vaporwave experience that you've described. Wow, this is amazing. And that's very interesting to me that um yeah, that I get I, I suppose, you know, that's a that's a that George is providing, you know, a gateway for people who are interested in this music to go further. You know, people have to start somewhere and it's a good place to start and it leads you to all these other things. And now here you are pretty deeply embedded in this little world now. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and, and now, you know, you all these different artists and have involved yourself in, in the scene and this like ground level, you know, and releasing your own music too. you know, obviously in this scene. And it's kind of interesting that that's where it began for you, where you started off, I think, as a lot of people probably your age, you know, everyone probably starts with like a lot of dubstep these days and, uh, you know, the festival circuit EDM music. And then you get on the SoundCloud, you start looking for other things. You stumble across one of the bigger artists from this world, like George and his label. And then from there, you figure out that, oh, it goes even deeper than just this. You know what I mean? It goes way deeper than just this. It's a whole network of scenes. And I can participate, too. I can be involved, too. And I now, I you know, and like you've had all these ideas brewing in your mind, you know, since learning instruments at a young age and being exposed to the things that your mom and dad liked. And wow, what a cool, what, a, what an interesting, uh, it's interesting to hear this. You know what I mean? You know, if I may jump in, we have a question from Tuwa in chat, interesting. wanting to know what your go-to drums or synths are. Ooh, honestly, <laughs> well, 
when I'm recording or anything like that, I'm just kind of running through the sounds and you, I mean, shoot me for it. I'm not even paying attention to like what the names are or anything. I'm just like, oh, wild. hell no, yeah. That's fine. That's, that's good. You're doing it through feel. Yeah. 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 So I can't really, well, I mean, I guess for drums, it would be, um, oh God, what was it? The, the main thing, the drums that everyone was using in the 80s i forget what it's called but i always type it in and it comes up and i'm like all right i'm using that what you're talking about like the toms that have like the tone a lindrum or a a 707 lindrum yep thank Uh, you yeah there's a name yep the lindrum yeah the lindrum yeah that's a great go-to um Gated reverb, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Phil Collins style. Uh, gated reverb. Um, so, okay, now you kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you are you're start with dubstep, you go on SoundCloud because you're looking for something different, you stumble across George's music, you stumble across the 100P guys, and then you decide you to dive even further and find out about those, all these other artists, and then it, is that what empowers you to say, hey, I think I'd like to make something too and contribute to this world. I think there's an audience here that's similar to me, and is that when you decide that you want to start making music? Um, it was actually like opposite. Like, so before, George, yeah, it was like before George, it was like, okay, here's all this like vaporwave style music. And I was like, man, this is some shit that I've always been wanting to like create myself. But I didn't think that people would actually want to hear it. Like around mm. that age, everyone was listening to like the radio hits and shit like wow. that so um and then um then i found george after listening to all these different artists ah i see yeah. go on yeah so um but yeah george is the one that definitely because i feel like a lot of vaporwave um is very non-vocal and that is True. awesome to me. i love instrumentals i love all that stuff my, I, like I said, my dad was making instrumentals and stuff like that. So I grew up around that. And, um, but once he brought in like the vocals and stuff to yeah. everything and made it more of like, um, a structured, like pop hit, I was like, okay, well I can fucking do that. Like, yeah, you're a singer. Oh, yeah. You wanted to sing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess. Yeah. I am a singer and like, I don't really say that about myself but yeah all of my music most of it is singing um but i was just like holy shit yeah this dude is really inspiring me to like want to do stuff on my own and shit like that so yeah he definitely pushed me to want to do my own shit so that's great. Shut I mean, up. that's wonderful. He, he uh, so it, it sort of validated the idea for you that hey, I can take it in this direction as well. Right, and like another thing is too, when I was younger, like a preteen or whatever, I was playing like uh, video games are a big influ- influence for my music, and movies are a big influence for my music, and uh, Vice City. I know everyone references that, hey. but. Man, Vice Aesthetic City has hell. tracks, man. I, That's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a store called Media Play before. Um, what is it now? Fye. Oh yeah. Okay. That, yeah, before that there was Media Play. Okay. 
me and my dad would go in there and he we would you know disperse and i would go put on the headphones and listen to whatever and i was super into like a lot of new age stuff yeah so too cool I, yeah and then i was uh i was playing vice city at the time and then at media play they had the vice city soundtrack and it had every radio station was a cd a separate cd and a pack itself mm. So I was like, Dad, please, I need this. <laughs> and he bought it for me. And I, oh, went, wow. I went to middle school. Every day I was with my Walkman, the CD player with the headphones blasting every every radio station. I was like, oh, that's so good. And, you know, everyone around me was just into, like, G-Unit and Eminem. And- the early 2000s, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. 2000s, yeah. I remember that. And I was into like um, Go West, Duran Duran, and then- <laughs> so- oh man, you had Pet Shop Boys and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, fascinating, fascinating stuff that inspired me. So I mean, uh is that I a just- Vice City poster right behind you, or am I are my eyes deceiving me? Um, it is. It's from the PS2 game ah. when they do the map and stuff. Very wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> very what interesting other, uh, to hear. What other video hear, games uh, and movies are like very nostalgic and seminal to you? Do you want to what, what else spoke others? to you? It's very interesting too because these things spoke to you even though you weren't, you know, born in that era. And uh, it's very interesting to see how, like, wow, this really clicks with me. Like, yeah, what are some other movies or soundtracks or music in general that sort of spoke to you, too, around that age that... And I want to know, know about video games, too. And video games, yes, of course, and video games. Movies and video games. So uh, some movies would definitely be um, Legend. I don't know if you guys ever seen I'm familiar that. with Legend, yeah. absolutely, with that, that devil Tim Curry. Oh, my yeah. God, that's such an outstanding visual. What a great costume, makeup effects. Yeah, I love that movie. It's um, phenomenal. Yeah, my dad showed me that movie when I was a teenager, and I just, uh, that, that movie's great. I hate Tom Cruise, but that's one of the only <laughs> movies I can make. <laughs> that's the same director as Blade Runner, I believe, but the name escapes me. Yeah, same too. Um, I'm horrible it's, with um, Ridley names. Scott, sorry. Yeah, I was about to say Ridley Scott. People Under the Stairs, Wes Craven. Oh, People Under the Stairs. Oh, wow. I don't get that's a that's a that's a fun one. I haven't thought of that, that movie in years. That's a great fucking movie. I gotta watch that movie like once a year. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. John oh, yeah. Fucking oh, love Big I, Trouble I, in Little China. I, I, I'm about to say there's absolutely no way that Isaac doesn't adore that film. Fucking you love that I mean? film. Yes, that's one of my favorite all-time, probably, like, number one movie. Kurt Russell Love is, John like... Carpenter. It's such a wild ride. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's a wonderfully funny and irreverent film, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's... I try to tell people, too, that don't kind of understand it. They're used to watching, like, what's out next? Like, Halloween 10 or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just like, yo, watch Big Trouble in Little China because, Nothing... Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's adventure, it's horror, it's comedy, it's mm-hmm. romance, it's everything intertwined, and I just oh, it's a great movie. It is. It's it's really its own thing. You know, so many other films are are trying to to be something, and this is like 
oh no, it's going to take all its favorite things from a lot of other things, you know, whether that be, you know, the, the Kung Fu movies right. of the 70s or, and the, uh, you know, the fantasy films that were big in the 80s and then yeah. have like that sort of like interesting like sort of hero archetype that sort of like, you know, uh, that sort of uh, irreverent hero sort of archetype. Like it's just so many things combined into one and it becomes its own unique unique feel that's the thing about that film too is it's like it's super unique not a lot else feels like it so that's and why it's like hard to like you know people you got to watch this this is everything because it's not going to remind you uh, of anything else and yet it'll still remind you of multiple things and that's and an interesting thing for a film about, to achieve uh, the best part about kurt russell's character is he's like the one of the only like white people in the entire cast and he's just a bumbling idiot like, he on purpose. Bump. You think that he's supposed to be the hero, but he's just fucking shit up the entire time. Meanwhile, the other guys are kicking ass. Even the women are just yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. And he's just yeah. he's a, he's being a an idiot an the whole time. A naif. Thank you, man. Um, there you go with the, the vocab. But it's still good fun. Uh, and, and it was John Carpenter's, I believe, one and only foray into, you know, like, martial art films. And he really, really yeah. tore it down. Yeah. Another one would be... Um... Uh, Dario Argento. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but familiar with Dario Argento, of course, Chris is. <laughs> uh, I, you, you understand that the skeleton lipstick album cover for Glows the Melts is the Inferno poster. It's just yes, uh... <laughs> yes I do understand. I was yeah, kind of quite familiar with Dario Argento. Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> so, um, a lot of my friends, well, you know, two of my friends that I grew up with in middle school and. Even now, we're still friends. They're huge film nerds, and um, they introduced me to a lot of, like, um, Italian horror. And nice. Yeah, so they were like, check this out. You're going to dig it. And I was like, oh, my God, the colors, like, Suspiria. Suspiria, yeah. Oh, my God. And then I got into, like, Deep Red and all oh, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good Jalo film right there. Jalo, yep. And it's just like, man, Gee, a lot of music is just so fucking good. It's on point. And like, I wanted to sort of bring that to the album that I put out all out. But I wanted to make it more pop. But it was like, man, you know, I can't. I'm torn. Like, I want to make a lot of things instrumental. I want to make a lot of things with vocals. But it kind of all intertwined in itself. And, you know, hopefully... I feel like with an album, you, one album, you can't fully express yourself the way yeah. that you want. I feel like you have to have like two, three, four to sort sort of show like those references that you love and stuff like that. So mm. hopefully I'll be able to express that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, um, video games though, uh, like I said, Vice City, but even before that, I was a super N64 fan, so... Um, Hell yeah. My dad wasn't... He wasn't. He couldn't afford a lot of stuff, so he would buy me, like, the cheaper-end games that were on sale and games that people didn't want to play a lot. Um, so he got... Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but um, I think it's Jet Force Gemini. Yes. Yep. And... Wow. Um, Iggy's Wrecking Balls. I don't know if you're familiar with that no, one. No, sir. Iggy's Wrecking yeah. Balls. Oh, my God. That shit was mm. great. And then there was a car game called, like, Rush. 
I don't know if you remember that one, but those, oh, those were great. And a lot of the soundtracks to those, you know, had a lot of, um, like, 90s, early 2000s, uh, like, dance house vibes yeah. to them. Did you ever play uh, Bomberman Hero? Bomberman Hero? No. It has, no. like, a drum and bass soundtrack that fucks. Did you ever okay. play any of the Chameleon Twist games? No. Oh, so you're bringing me a whole other world. Hang on. Let well, me so, well, those were some, like, B-side games, right? That, yeah, you would rent and be like, oh, but this game's going to suck. But it's, like, a cheaper rental. And then yeah. you would play it and be like, damn, this game actually kind of slaps. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, oh, man, there's a lot of games that were so fucking cool. And it's just like, oh, I love the soundtracks. And I just... I live for, like, corny, cheesy stuff that's just, like, nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's good, but a select few of people will really get it. And they're like, no, that's fucking genius. Like in Houseplants yes. when you have the little Absolutely. dog barking sounds. Right, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, the stuff that people don't usually get, it's it's because it's almost too creative. It's too out there. You know what I mean? In the same way that sometimes it's difficult to introduce someone to Big Trouble in Little China because it's so out there. You know what I mean? It's it's so going against the norm, and that's what's brilliant, right? Is that it doesn't? It's not fo- these things that you like are not following specific rules. You know what I mean? That are guaranteed that would guarantee somebody success or guaranteed a lot of people would like it. No, it's they're trying to be their own unique thing, and being unique is a difficult thing to do. So it's you got an eye for it. That's awesome. Yeah, and an ear for it. And in Strip your Silence yeah. asked a ways back. Yeah. Strip Silence wants to know if you're ever going to collaborate with your father. We talk about it all the time. He's got oh, like a, so adorable. He's got like a soundboard in his spare bedroom and all the bunch of keyboards and drums and I mean I I want to but me and him were both like Oh man, a keyboard. We know how it sounds. We kind of know how it works, but like the actual, we we say fuck um, the 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 pa- the pamphlets. We're like, man, it's just like <laughs> so difficult. It's like ah, oh. and then he's asking me questions. You know, can you fix my keyboard from like 1997? And I'm like, dude, I don't. <laughs> doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talk about it so much and it's like i wish i want to so bad and i feel like if we did it would be fucking awesome maybe one day no rush yeah we have the rest so, of our lives yeah exactly uh so here's the thing is okay when did you start when did you make the decision that you wanted to make music yourself you've been listening to it you liked it you, you had a specific taste that you were developing for it. When were you like, and you knew how to play it, obviously. So when were you like, you know what, I'm thinking I'm going to start trying to make my own music. Um, Probably around like 2008. Um, I didn't quite get around to actually making my own music until around like 2019, 2020. Um, but if we go a little back further... Uh, I used to have an old, like, gateway computer. Okay. And uh, there was this program, this DAW program called the ACID program. <laughs> the ACID, I had acid. program. I had acid. 
It's yeah. actually the first program I used to try and start making music as well. Was uh, Acid Pro or whatever it was called. That was the first. Out, that was the first DAW that I used as well back a long time ago in the 2000s to try and make music myself. I remember I like made some stuff. I called that project "In a World of Ghosts" or whatever. It was the first time I ever. I, so I am familiar with Acid. Absolutely. Yeah, and that my dad was like, "So this is what you do. You kind of like splice the stuff, make your own tracks, use some of the samples that they already give you, whatever." And I would just like kind of place things where I wanted them, and I was like, "Oh, I can make music." like this sounds good and so i mean it, it was kind of like a timeline yeah like you know at a young age i was like okay i want to make music how do i get it out there and then you know later on around like i said like 2017 18 i was like i'm gonna fucking do it like nice gotta happen at some point and um to be honest with you, I'm horrible with DAW programs. Like, if you show me, if you show me FL Studio, Ableton, I've seen them all, and I'm like, man, this shit's. I feel like I got to be some sort of intellectual to. No <laughs> shit, it looks hard as shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, so uh, when I made House Plants in 2020, it was um, off my phone. Wait, what? Wow! Yeah, house Really? Never would have guessed. Made off my phone on the GarageBand iPhone app and... That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I I try to stay away from a lot of, like, the preset, you know, given stuff. I hate that shit. It sounds so bad to me. So I was like, yeah. I was actually listening to um, uh, Satin Sheets. Nice. And I was, yeah, I was like, okay... So these drums and this bass and all that, I kind of tried to incorporate into house plants, and that's how it gave me the, um, the, not the platform, but the, you know, the, the like the um, framework. Right. Right. Yeah. Framework. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I mean. I feel like the concept of active listening, like if you want to make music and you know, the best thing you can do is listen to a lot of music, like really actively, like really pay attention to it and then get around, get on the DAW or whatever, or whatever you're using and kind of just fuck around. Like you have the ideas in your head, have the sounds in your head that you like and see what you can do to approximate your own version of that. Right. And it'll come out fully unique because you're going to do your interpretation of trying to, you know, trying to do something that somebody you admire is doing. You know what I mean? It will come out completely different, you know? And that's yeah. and it becomes you. And, but that's I think that's great. That's like what I recommend to everybody. Like, well, how do I how do I produce? I'm like, well, you produce by listening to music. You know, like you right. you become a producer by actively like really closely listening to the stuff that you like or a maybe lot. Maybe trying to imitate something. Well, you yeah. are because well, you are, but it w will not come out as an imitation because it will be filtered through your own imagination and your own and your own specific Excuse way of approaching something. You know what I mean? Very you cannot true. really, you know, it, like, and that's like the nice. That's the thing about active listening and not having like a lot of idea of how to technically do it. You know what I mean? The less that you understand, well, especially when you start making music, the less that you understand technically, the better honestly because then you kind of have to develop your own workflow for making it so like the less you know uh, the better then the, the more you deeply 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 listen to the stuff that you like a lot and kind of want to be in the same realm of 
and the less you actually know when you get into the the music making process like the, honestly the more you'll just become better in touch with who you are and you'll start developing your own sound then once you do that you can start learning more details of how to produce etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think you should start off by not knowing that much i think that's the best way to do it the best way to do it i'm very diy um just for the sense of you know myself of wanting DIY and that's what vaporwave is it's all like DIY stuff and it's like hey motherfuckers listen to what, what I'm doing in my bedroom yep hey motherfucker yep everyone yeah, run for their money right. yeah pretty much be careful has a really good question by the way that people have asked us to ask um do you have any dream collabs in the scene anyone you'd like to work with not just with music but maybe visuals and artwork collab artists as well that's a great question because there's so many it's like i mean you you sort of collaborated with male tears a little bit right a little bit yeah that's when i first released like house plants like i said and male tear james he hit me up and he was like hey can you do some like a little bit of vocal stuff for me and i was like sure he was like just say it's male tears and i was right. like okay so i like my fucking gaming headset <laughs> and i recorded like it's male tears and like um like an english accent or whatever and nice like, just to let you know like house plants was sort of like I was going for that vibe, and then I was like, nah, let me come into my own sort of thing. But yeah, right. he definitely hit me up to do that. And um, I, man, I would love to do something with Male Tears. It would be so cool. Yeah, um, James is great. Love James. Yeah. And um, I would, I mean, it's kind of a long shot here, but I would love to do something with Mesh. Nice. He, yeah, he's... um. Something else. I yeah. just, I have no words for a lot of his stuff, and I'm just like, man, this is crazy stuff, and I would love to do, like, just use a broader horizon of not just, like, 80s synth pop and vaporwave and stuff like that, because I listen to a lot of shit. Yeah. So, and he definitely brings that to the table of, you know, experimenting and stuff like that, and it's like, man, yeah. I would love to to do something with Alex. It would be so to, to have one of your tracks meshed would be a phenomenal experience. Exactly. I'm still jealous so you got to, to meet up with them at uh, Electronicon. I tried to find mesh so hard. <laughs> no, Everyone... I, didn't, I didn't even try. I was at the St. Pepsi set, like on the very outskirts where like the bar was and stuff. And all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder and he was like, hey, and I was like, no way. He I recognized you. It. Holy shit. No fucking way. <laughs> of course, I came up to you. I was like, that's Janelle. What's up? <laughs> Good to see oh, you finally in person. But It was so great meeting everybody. And I feel mm. sort of bad because like the way my brain works, I'm like, okay, I know these names on Twitter, but I can't make the face with the names. And, I, and a lot of people came up to me and I was just like, wow i was actually taken away by it because you know i went with my boyfriend and he was like janelle I who was feel like super a, cool by the way 
Yeah, he was like, I feel like a lot of people are gonna notice who you are, and I was like, I don't think so, like, and it was just nuts, just something I never expected in my life. It's a strange experience, right? Oh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> but, oh. Uh, so fun. overwhelming a little bit, because, like, quite overwhelming, yeah. You drink your tears, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, a, cool. it's, it's a very fascinating experience to just be surrounded by that many people who will maybe potentially recognize you. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't go, I couldn't go a few feet without running into people right. who I was. Uh, yeah, nice. when I went at these, I don't get that as often, but whenever it happens, it's real fucking weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Like, I you it's the... awesome. To be clear, it's awesome, but it's like it's awesome, but it's weird. Yeah, it's like, I'm young Shiro, you know. It's like, Oh, I want this to happen. Like, I want people to know who I am just for liking what I'm putting out. Yes. And so I have this sort of like conscious thing where I'm like, nobody really cares about what I'm doing. Nobody really actually listens to what I'm doing. And then when I went to Ecom 3, it was like the complete opposite. And I was just like, what? So that, I feel like it inspired everybody from, you know, just artists who make stickers to artists who make music to artists all around the board. It was just super inspiring. And then, you know, I got home and I was like, I have a daughter. I got a full-time job. I'm like, I'm inspired, but I can't fucking do anything right now. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) The time will come. It will come. It will come. Yeah. I'm not stopping anytime soon. So there's no, no need to. Yeah. Really yeah. quick before we move into the second hour of our bo- broadcast, though, did was there anyone else you wanted to mention that you really like as a visualist or um, uh, any other musician that you would like to collaborate with? So uh, as a visualist, I've already collaborated with uh, this individual, which uh, CBTV Hayes. Oh, I love I oh, love yeah, Hayes. Absolutely. I love Hayes so much. I got to meet them IRL in Mesa when I played, and they're so fucking awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. So uh, they did a lot of uh, music videos for my singles that I put out. And, um, man, I would love to do something with uh, Hayes again. And, um, man, uh, Bianca Fanti. Oh, Shout out B. We love B. Yeah, they made... uh, yeah, you know, they made my um, I Want to Fit In album, or not album cover, but single artwork, and the, yeah. um, what was it, the, jeez, uh, I can't even remember my own music, but, <laughs> so good, just, I don't know, <laughs> and when people ask me, like, is there anyone you'd want to collab with, it's like, oh, I want to collab with everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> But it's we like, love you. I love your enthusiasm. Yeah, and it's—I get ahead of myself sometimes too, and I'm just like, "Oh, you want to collab?" And then they're like, "Yeah, let's collab." And then I'm like, "Yo, this is three what three weeks gone by. I haven't done shit. I'm so sorry, but I got to take a chill pill here. I got too ahead of myself." Uh, it takes me it takes me months to get back to stuff like that. I I'm so busy. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So whoever wants to hit me up, I guess, and be like, yo, what's up? What do you want to do? 
I mean, I'm down for whatever. It's just going to take me some time. It takes everybody time. I mean, like, we Rome all wasn't have lives. built in a day. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to make music in general. Sometimes, like, you want to do it, and then you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not inspired. Or, like, oh, my God, this is getting difficult. Or am I in my, over my head with how many things I've agreed to, things like yeah. and such like that. Yeah. It's a thing. And then you're like, oh, my God, I have to work on my thing, too. And, yeah, it's difficult to manage. And then you have a real life as well. Yeah, exactly. Look like, oh, real life fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to grab a, another drink, and I'll let Chris ask a couple more biographical ones before I start asking yeah. the silly questions. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so... So what is making music for you? What does it do for you? Like, why do you like to make music? I honestly like making music just to hear what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of not compare it to other songs that I like. But also, yeah, like I like to be like, oh, I really like this song. I kind of want to make a song that sounds like that. I see. Yeah. And so I'll, you find music that speaks to you, and then you're like, "This speaks to me. I want to make my. I want to make something like this because I feel like this song really connects to me." And do you ever feel like, "Well, if I make the song that connects to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm almost like I. I'm not only just growing as an artist, but almost like growing as a person. You know what I mean? It's an interesting yeah. art. Art is an interesting thing. You know, the stuff that we connect to says something about who we are. So I think like it's just like the natural impetus of the artist to hear or see the thing that connects to them. And be like, I want to make my version of that because this connects to me, and I want to see what I can do. So do you? Do you feel pretty inspired when you make music? Do you feel like, I, I don't know, do you enjoy the process or is it a difficult process? It's enjoyable and difficult. Um, mm. I mean, a, a lot of the times it's difficult for a sure. A lot of the times it's difficult. Is that because of the limitations that you have or, or what? Uh, limitations and just knowledge that I want to know more of like... Um, like on a producing aspect and things like that. And um, I'm just like, you know, I listen, like I said, when you listen to a lot of artists, you're like, I want to kind of have that sound, but I want to yeah. make it my own. I don't want to copy. No. But it's hard to explain. No, I know it's hard to explain. That's why I'm asking yeah. about it. <laughs> I know it's hard to explain. That's why I'm asking. So, so that's an interesting thing. So I, you know, I have a question for you also is that, okay, so the actual specifics and technicalities of producing is always difficult for, for all of us, not just you, but you seem to have a really nice grasp over song structure. Absolutely you know what I mean? agree. Like you are able to make songs that, you know, you know how to like put your chords together where you play them the right amount of time to do like a melody that people can nod their head to. Um, you know how to write a chorus, you know how to Janelle conjoin these things song. together. So that's an interesting thing. Does that come naturally to you, or 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 did you study songs that you liked and like listen to the songs closely to figure out how they were structured? Like how are you, how did you figure that out? Because you seem to be very good at that. And you've so, talked about your oh one more thing. I'm so sorry. And you've been talking about your difficulties, and your difficulties have been with the specifics of producing, but you haven't actually really mentioned about a difficulty with constructing the song itself. Can you talk a little bit about the, your songwriting process? Like, does that come naturally to you? Yeah, so most of the time I kind of just play around on a keyboard or whatever. I'm using MIDI controller or whatever. And yeah. 
I just kind of like play around and I'm like, okay, this sounds good. And I get like um, a verse going. And then when it gets to like the chorus, I'm like, what the do I do? And then I listen to other music and I'm like, okay, well, what if I do something like this? Or, and you know, I take a lot of that in, but then I'm like, I got to figure this out on my own somehow. Interesting. Yeah. So I kind of try to incorporate what I listen to and what I want to do myself um, with like um, the whole songwriting process. It's kind of all over the place. It's very ADHD. That's <laughs> really funny be because careful, it sounds asks, so structured. If any of your songs or projects have had a really memorable or standout creative process behind them. What's that? What's the question again? Be careful, says, have any of your songs or projects had a really memorable or standout creative process behind them? Um, memorable or standout process. Okay. Ooh, man. It's, it's like when you're making music, you kind of zone out a little bit. So I yes, can't... exactly. That's, there you go. Now, that, go ahead. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the one song on the album All Out, uh, Fool, for example, I actually took uh, part of the clip from the movie, sampled that, and a lot of the music in that movie was very, like, early 90s, 80s chasing sort of deal, and it's like very like piano, like da 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 and I love that shit. And I don't know if if you can understand what I'm saying, like an action scene or like a chase scene. I get it. I love that stuff. Attention. Right. And uh that song, it was actually supposed to be it was actually supposed to be a full song on the album, but I couldn't really figure out how to make it a full song so i kind of cut it short and made it sort of like an interlude sort of deal but yeah yeah that one that one stands out to me a lot because that uh writing for that song was difficult for me um it was just difficult it was like okay i want this to sound like this but it, it sounds too theatrical sort of but yeah you know I don't know. It didn't really blend with the album. But... So that's it. Mm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that was very interesting what you just touched on about the zoning out process. That's something that I've experienced, and I think a lot of other artists maybe experienced too. Is that like I couldn't tell you exactly how I made some of my music at the end of the day because it's just like it's a it's like an adhd thing or it's like a process where you're all over the place and you're just putting things together you're trying ideas something works you put that off to the side and you try and conjoin it with another thing and by the time you're done like once you start getting into a rhythm of it you know you're like okay things are coming together this goes here this goes here all right we're gonna add this and let's go back to that chorus again let's add a little melody over top that okay let's go back let's change oh let me go back and change the drums over here a little bit uh okay now we got to the chorus we're gonna make the 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 symbols are going to increase the intensity Sounds of them like for this part. Fun. It's, I don't even know. It's sometimes it's really hard too, though. That's the thing. It's really difficult. And then like hours pass by and you zoned out and like, it's really hard to go back and, and talk about how you even made it. 
And this is one of the questions why I was asking you that question. It's like, how's this process work for you? And it's just, it's true. Like it's like what you said is like, I don't know, you kind of just zone out at some point. And then yeah. you're like, wow, the, the muse has taken over. The <laughs> like spirit of creation other, has taken something over else, Something else has taken over at this point, or I've gotten into something in myself that's different. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. uh, almost ethereal and it's a strange process. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say that zone out comment because I know what you're talking about. I think a lot of other artists do too. Yeah, and there's like certain ports and points in time where I'm like making music and I'm like, all right, I need a few fucking shots to get the fucking brain flowing here. Like, Dude, like, I have to stop and leave and like watch a dumb TV show or something for a little bit. I give myself a break. Like for house plants back in 2020 when I wrote that, it was like, all right, I got my iPhone in my hand. I got whatever, my headphones on my head. All right, let's do this. And then I'd have to take a break and I would play Call of Duty for like, you know, till I would die in the game. And then Whoa, I'd be like, thank you. all right, let's go back to this music writing and da, 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 whatever. And it's like, sometimes I need a very like, okay, let's work on music for 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's take a break you know, get something to eat, you know, play a video game, come back upstairs and get back to the music thing. If I can't think of anything, it's like, all right, I'm quitting for the day. <laughs> like, Sometimes, yeah. like, you got to, like, lubricate the old, you know, the brain so you don't overthink things, too. Overthink, yeah. You know, I don't produce, but I mix, and, and I will yeah. definitely overthink mixing sure. if, if I'm not maybe just a little inebriated to shut my brain up. You get hypercritical, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would be able to mix or DJ or something. Oh, that would be so much fun. <laughs> you get to, you, you get are already that. producing music. That's way harder than mixing is. Um, Bubba Sawyer1995 no also wants to know what your favorite song you've ever made is. <laughs> My favorite song? Yeah, that's a good question. Ooh. Which one are you the most proud of? Man, that's such a hard. Mm, never mind. <laughs> you'll you'll, uh, you'll come back to that one. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me come back. To I that I one. cut yeah. Chris off anyways. No, no, it's fine. I I just was interested. I uh, oh okay. I guess the one other thing that I do want to ask is uh, you know you know you just described your process a little bit. Do you have any recommendations for people? Any advice for people who are making music? Uh, any general advice? Uh, you know, in it could be anything. Like what you just said about taking the breaks is a good advice. Is there anything else in particular you would uh, recommend to people? Take your time. Don't rush. Don't don't set a deadline for yourself. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I I like to get ahead of myself and be like, hey, guys, I'm having an album coming out in three months. And then, I do that all the time. <laughs> a week ahead of and the... And then you recall the whole album. Talk, yep. I yep. fucking songs for this album and then rush through it. So, like, don't rush. Like, I know time to me is everything. And I'm like, man, I don't have enough time in a day to do anything I want. But, like, you know, if you just take your time and really think things through, that's that's probably your best bet. And then, like, if you're stuck on anything, just come back to it. It'll always be there. Just, you know. So that's kind of my advice. Just, just take your time. Don't rush through stuff. And... You know, just from experience of doing that myself, it's like so stressful. And then, like when 
the single or the album releases or the EP or whatever the case may be, you're like, man, I could have added this in there. I could have done this differently. But if you would have just taken the time to do it and not be like, hey, everyone, I'm putting this out just because you want to please everybody. It's mm. not a best case scenario. So that's really good advice. Good advice. I have a question for you. I want to kind of go back to the, the geeky, nerdy music uh, fandom for a little bit. I want to ask... Unless you already covered it, I want to ask about the story when you discovered your absolute favorite act or album, if you want to make it a little uh, more specific, or even your favorite genre, if you want to make it a little broader. Favorite genre would definitely be like 80s synth pop, um, new wave, uh, Duran Duran. Um, Very cool. I don't know. <laughs> when you when people say like new wave, there's such a very big horizon to new wave and it's like Yeah. yeah. New Order, Gary Newman. Yeah, are we going like dark new wave or are we going like pop new wave? Or are we going you know what I mean? Or like so, guitar driven new wave, you know? So I mean, I don't know, there's so many people. Um I did write a few down for this question, but um, I mean, artists that I really enjoy are, like I said, like John Carpenter, Talking Heads. Nice. I really like Sade, um, Spandu Ballet, um, Huey Lewis in the News, Modern Talking, Fancy. Double oh, Fancy. I love Fancy. I'm not familiar Lady with of Fancy. Ice. Oh, my God. Oh, Lady of Ice. Okay, I'm familiar with Lady of Ice. Lady of Ice. That sounds so fucking good. It hits so, so you must have a really unique, um, like, take on Vaporwave because you probably hear a lot of the Vapor songs and you're like, oh, that's a really interesting flip of that. How do you feel yeah. about that when you hear, like, a flip of a song? Do you typically like it as much, better, less? I just like, you know, a Vaporwave take on certain songs because it's like, Okay, that person knows the song that I was listening to that I thought nobody else was listening to. And it's like, it's recognized. And I really right. fucking enjoy that. And like, you know, a lot of uh, 90s, like R&B stuff, you know, gets turned into vaporwave stuff. And I enjoy that, like Bobby Brown and yeah. stuff like that. It gets sampled a lot in Lo-Fi House, too. Yeah, and it's just so cool that, you know, in the Vaporwave community or wherever, when people, you know, know the origin of a song and where it came from or whatever the case may be, even if they don't know the year, the time, the whatever, as long as it's recognized, I think that's so fucking cool. Like, I just think it's so neat. It's like the opposite of gatekeeping. It's like, hey, yeah. let me put you on. Like, right. yeah. like here, here is, um, here's my. Fl I mean, I don't know if vaporwave is inherently a remix art. I feel like it is. Um, some people would probably disagree with me, but like, I totally agree with with you. That's how you can find common ground with people for sure. Especially yeah. when you recognize that deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. All right. So we had a question that somebody asked a while. Oh wait. No, I'm sorry. I already asked that. Um, hey, how do you feel about genres? We've we've name dropped a lot of genres. Are you a fan or not so much? 
of genres. Um, yeah, love them or hate them. What do you think? I think genres are sort of needed in a way. I mean, it's like, I don't know. You can't just not have a genre for something. <laughs> When you people can't. say you are a synth pop influenced vaporwave or vaporwave influenced synth pop, do you like that or does that rub you the wrong way? No, not at all. Like, whatever people want to classify me as musically, um, it doesn't really matter. It's like, I don't know. I, I find myself more so in the vaporwave community because that's where I found myself musically to be able click. To, right yep. where I where I built the courage to actually be like hey I can do this you know if other people are doing it I can too so like I like to kind of put myself in that vaporwave synth pop category yeah. but I if someone else listens to me and they're like hey this sounds kind of like dream pop to me which I don't know why the fuck they would think that but like if they want to say that <laughs> that's <you're> fine <laughs> or, or like if someone approaches you to be on like a synth wave you. comp or something right however you are choose, chosen to be interpreted is fine as long as they as, if people connect they connect yeah right that's the right. interesting thing about a lot of vaporwave in general is that um you know there are people who will hear an artist from that world this world and be like oh this is this and it's like yeah sure i mean the 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 scene is, is so amorphous you know what i mean True. that it allows for that in my opinion at least there's so much like genre bending like uh i love it now that it's like, I mean, you can't really pinpoint too many things. Like, you can involve, like, house, like, deep house with Vaporwave if you really wanted to. You could, you know, you can intertwine certain things to make them, people think one thing of, it's some sort of genre and other people think, I, things, yeah. you know, so it's just, I, I mean, it's good, but. I think if you take the time to find the artist that you really like, you'll figure that out for yourself. Sort of deal. Well so. said. Are there any trends in music that you can point out that you dislike? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we got an answer? <laughs> um, I really fucking hate like the hey-ho music, like the Lumineers. <laughs> That's really funny. Stomp, clap, stomp, hey. Oh my god. That's so funny. I can't yeah. stand it. I thought it would be oh. over after a few years, but it seems like it's been it's been ten is years still going strong. Is it still is no, is it still going strong, really? Gross. Sort of. <laughs> Ukulele <laughs> core, live, laugh, love, bestial. Is it really are we not I I can't I hope I hope you I hope you're wrong. That's sad. I don't want to hear it's it. It's a very succinct but very evocative answer. I love it. Chat, run yeah. up our questions for Drink Your Tears. We still got 40 minutes in this bitch. Although, we want to get those questions in now because you don't know. Like Before you know it, we start getting down to those last before 15 minutes. Before you know we it, we're dialoguing. Outs. We're playing Fuck, Mary Kill. So get those questions in. Um, Can you name an artist within the scene? You've already named some. Can you name anyone that you could directly consider an idol or mentor? Luxly. Holy yep. Me too. That's Holy. my idol for sure. Yeah, absolutely. She's so good. I just 
And then when I saw her live, I was just like, oh my god, this is even better than what I thought. Wasn't it? So fun. Wasn't it so fun? It was so fun. And like, oh man, I just feel like concert concerts nowadays are just everyone going... But I'm out there fucking like, yo, let's dance. And I was trying to get everybody into it. And they everyone was into it. Right? Everyone right? was totally into I, it. I, I filmed it. the whole thing. And, and I still haven't done anything with the footage. But, of course, you know, I had to film the whole thing. So of I course, didn't get to yeah, dance as much as I wanted to. But whenever I handed the... I, I quiz helped me film some, and some did. So oh, did DS quiz? Dude. Oh, and quiz what an MVP. And both what an MVP. Oh, DS dude. What MVP? DS dude and quiz. So I was. I'm sorry. I don't want to make this about Phenomenal. me. I was between Bianca B. Fanti, um, DS dude, quiz, uh, Danny, um, who, um, well, Danny's done some some work for me in the past, but and and I want to say. Somebody else that was super amazing was there too. But anyways, when I handed the camera off to Quiz and DS Dude, I got to jump up and down and dance, and it was fucking awesome. So great when you can kind of just like, I, I, me and my boyfriend have this thing where like if we go to concerts or whatever with like just us two and not a friend group, we're like, yo, we're probably gonna end up splitting up. If I go in the front, you know, you can come with me. If you kind of get lost in in the crowd, get lost. And I just went straight up front for Lux Elite, oh, and it yeah. was it was so packed. And I was like, I gotta be up front for this. And I oh, was yeah. next to yeah, I was next to Enrail, and yeah, oh, it was such a vibe. <laughs> it is so funny for me to um, be in the luxury to you know see the luxury elite set, and I was standing on the. Um, Oh, you know, one of the the elevated platforms. I just just looking down, being like, man, I like know so many people in this audience right it now. It was this amazing, is crazy. I'm like, I can't believe I know like like at least like a third, if not more, of the people in this audience right now. Janelle, mm-hmm. did you go to any of the first Electronicons? Yeah, I went to the first one. I didn't go to. Oh, the you second. did? Nice. Did you stay yeah. for the after party? I didn't. Ah, no. so sad. You missed I... the 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 Terminally Chill after party. No. <laughs> like so, we, we, I, I didn't get there. to go to that I one, but I wish the, I did. DJ, I, yeah, it was at the DJ sets. I, I DJed along with like Ryan and uh, and uh, and Lindsay and all those kids and James from DDS. It was another time. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, be careful. That's a great question. Be careful wants to know what your dream econ lineup is. Oh, my God. Come on. That's too funny. Be careful with the tough questions, as Be usual. I love that guy. Giving Quiz a run uh, he's, for their money. Oh, man. Here, that's true. Be careful on Quiz. Oh, I don't know. Everybody has such good questions. I can't. Most people, everybody who talks has good questions. What am I saying? Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I feel like... That's oh, so hard. I don't know. I would have to say, like, some of the old SoundCloud Vapor artists, like I said, like Vector Graphics... Um, I don't know how you pronounce their name, but is it is it like Bubba Brains? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, man, I miss uh, them. Bloodwave. Oh man, I love Bloodwave. That's my buddy. I talked to them. I talked to them pretty frequently. Yep. Um, I remember when Runners Club was playing, and they did you, and I was, uh, you know, said I. I talking to Carl right when he, he came over to me while he was playing that song and I was like oh, Bloodwave says hi right now He's like, he wishes he was here oh yeah that would be awesome love to see Bloodwave we get to get them over from Italy come off yeah I want to say Bloodwave and Brains are from Italy 
you got some uh, you got some love for the Italians. Oh, yeah, Italian disco stuff. It's super. Um, there you go. Up my alley. So, but yeah, um, I know they're not like vaporwave, but Drag Majesty would be kind of cool to have. Oh, that'd be funny. I would not. I would love to see. I've actually never seen Drag Majesty, but uh, I bet it's a great show. I feel like they always play shows on the West Coast or like out of the states, so mm-hmm. I just never get a chance to catch them but man i love drab so much Lux are they an influence on your songwriting drab um this is the kind of the first non-vapor artist that you've you really mentioned non-vapor this is one of the first contemporary non-vapor, non-vapor artists yeah one of those first contemporary non-vapor artists you've mentioned that you'd like to see are they an influence on you Oh, yeah, 100%. I love Drab Majesty so much. And, like, I feel like they're influenced by so much as well. Yeah, they are. Mm. Like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the band Deadsy before. I am not familiar. Deadsy. Deadsy. You got to check them out. Apparently, vocalist is Cher's son or something like that. But Dead. Yeah, Deadsy is so fucking good. Is it like um, dark wave, kind of cold wave type shit? A little bit, yeah, but um, they kind of remind me of like Gary Newman a little bit. Mm, Interesting. I got you. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, stuff like that, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's Interesting. A, a great fucking answer. I mean, not everyone that plays at Electronicon is Vaporwave. You know, Obviously, some people yeah. get big mad about it, and that's okay. You know, like. What, what, but, are, some other, what are some other contemporary non-Vapor artists that are an influence on you? Um, I like uh, Laura Branigan. She's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's kind of vaporwave. If you make her vaporwave, but hey, yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like Shaka Khan. Um, oh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Peggy Goo is by any chance. Peggy, Peggy Goo, Goo. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. I started listening to her like two two years ago or so. She's good. Another one that I really liked, I got into around 2020, is Slater. Not oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Slater. Not, yeah, not S L A A A A T E R Slater, but or S L A Y Y Y T E R Slater. But oh, that's the one I thought you were talking about. Slater, S-L-A-T-E-R, Slater. Slater. And he's super fucking good. I like him a lot. Um, I don't know. I listen to music every fucking day, so it's hard to pinpoint. But yeah, you should be a DJ. Okay, so Quiz has another good question. Uh, Quiz wants to know if you played any recent video games that have impacted your art. Anything recent? Uh, recent video games. I'm more of an old school video game player, but I'm not nothing new has influenced my music really. Um, gotcha. I was, in 2020. I was obsessed with uh, Red Dead 2. Um, so not really. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> right now for like the last year, I've been obsessed with Fortnite. It pisses me off okay. so fucking but I can't stop playing it. <laughs> uh, that you gotta, you gotta unwind. Much, that not really. Uh, Call of Duty, you know, I like the shooters and stuff nowadays, but um, I, oh, I, I think 
I played, uh, I got, um, what is it, the Switch, and um, I started playing Mario Odyssey. Oh, I the, love Mario Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey reminds me so much of uh, Mario 64, and that was yeah. one of my favorite games when I was a kid. Mario oh, yeah. 64 has a hold over me for sure. It's solid. Oh, the soundtrack is so good. It's so vaporwave-esque i didn't realize how like iconic dire dire docks was when i was playing it in like 1997 and now it's like i'm sure you've heard it too chris it's it's up there with aquatic ambience if if the uh the dire dire docks track from super mario 64 it's just it's like a 80s 90s electric piano sound I guess once again, I not. I it's don't a have... beautiful track that I think you would I'll really like. It's it. very simple. I'm, but... I'm going. I probably have heard it. I'm going to go back I'm and sure listen to have. it today. I'll yeah. send it to you. So good and specifically from like that. Um, I guess you would say like scene of the game. There's so many like characters in the game that I remember that aren't like Mario and princess peach and stuff like the water spiders i don't know if you know i love the water strider characters oh my god they're so cool and it's so like interesting that whole game is just so that level is probably the coolest level in the game where you can make the water go really really high and you could swim down to like the underground city yeah i can't remember what it's called but ethereal and it's very like mysterious and like I don't know, there's a sort of eerie feel to Mario 64 that's very, you know, it it definitely resembles, like, Vaporwave to me, like, the mystery of Vaporwave and stuff like that. It kind of coincides with each other, so I relate that a lot to it, and it's just like, uh, a lot of, like, the sound effects in that game, too, Mm -hmm. are just super, like, what the fuck was that? And, like, I remember, (laughs) like... I never beat the game, I don't think. Oh, or wow. If I can... But just like the part where you're like constantly running up the stairs and it, it just keeps going. Yep. And it's just like, when is this going to end? And it was like, it was scary as a child, sort of like playing it, even though it's a fun, happy like game. There's that like, um, you know, eerie, mysterious sort of feel to the game. Liminal. Where yeah, very Strip liminal. Strip Silence says liminal. Yes, I love that stuff. It's so cool because it makes you question so many things. And it's just like, ah, uh, if a video game can do that for me and make me question life, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's unreal that it's like a Super Mario game. I do love that. Yeah. Is there anything that you used to be super into musically that you just have kind of washed your hands of? Yeah. For sure. Um, definitely, like I was saying before, like the death core, crab core, hardcore. <laughs> oh, the crab core. That's right. Yeah. Off camera that you were play used to play keyboards in a attack attack style sounding outfit. Is this correct? Oh, my God. Yes. I just I can't deal with it anymore. It's just so hey, we, we all are lo- we all looking we for our place and we don't always start in the right one immediately. Right. But like I, I can still resonate with it. Like I hear yeah. I'll, sometimes I'll go back and I'll be like, man, this shit hits so hard. Like I'm ready to be in a pit and throw some fucking fist right now. Right. And then I'm like, 
I don't want to fucking play this shit live though. Like this shit sucks. <laughs> like, like you'll you'll re-listen to it and be like, oh yeah, like I was driving back from St. Louis with Lux, and um, the that one Death from Above 1979 album came on, and I was oh, like, okay, fuck that. yeah, I love that album, but like, do I want to hear that? Like, if I haven't heard it before, do I seek out new music like that? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm do over I. that. Yeah, but but this for is... what it's worth, like I'll re-listen to that shit. It's a great album. One, one, yeah, it was a part of you at one point. You know what I mean? A band that I is like uh, i don't know what you would call them nowadays they have so many different names for genres and stuff like we were saying true um i don't know if you guys ever heard of traders before uh but i love traders they're very like um i don't know if you call them down tempo or whatever but just the general screams and vocals from that band oh i love them they're so good apparently bob is a fan okay says ooh traders very heavy yeah, I like that experimental hard stuff. It's just, I guess I've aged. Up. I've aged too much. <laughs> Do I you? Like uh, I like going to the shows more than like just being an everyday listener because if I get a few drinks of me and shit, and I'm like going in the crowd, I'm definitely bound to throw some fucking arms and elbows, and I'm down for it. It's it's a fun scene, but I just, you know. It's, I just can't sit there and listen to it. Just like um, a few others I can name that aren't sort of that genre, but like I never was a fan of Blink-182. I was never a fan of the front bottoms. I was like that sort of style, the whiny vocal sort of stuff. I just can't stand it. Bob wants to know if you like Boundaries. Boundaries. I have heard of Boundaries, but I can't name a song off the top of my head. But I feel like they're pretty... Pretty badass. I think I remember hearing some stuff by them, but. Well, I guess um, I would have to ask, what is the weirdest music that you can name that you enjoy? Weirdest music, yeah. So, like, Normies, I guess, would be, like, Mesh or, like, DDS, but. Fair. But to the vaporwave fan, what is the weirdest Definitely. music that you enjoy? What's what's the most left the thing that we wouldn't expect? Um, I used to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers with my mom in car drives and stuff like that. And That's for fun. some reason, over the summer. Like, I never really liked them too much, but over the summer, I was like, oh, let me check out their album, their newest album and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I really like them, and I really like Primus a lot. They're good. Primus. Oh, that's Not interesting. Funk. Primus, yeah. Les Claypool. Wow. That's a, that, that is an interesting choice. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Primus is fucking dope. I love them. Yeah. I got some some people in my life that have, that are pretty big Les Claypool fans. It's it's not for me, but I respect it. You are either into Primus or you are not into Primus, and there is very little in between with that right. Brand. <laughs> I got respect. Um, yeah. Bob just name dropped somebody else. Uh, Spite. Nope. That sorry, that wasn't Bob. That was Bubba Sawyer, nineteen ninety five. Spite. Are you a fan? I do. I know who Spite is. Like I said, I haven't really been into that genre too much, but I know who Spite is. I've listened to their music, and um, around the time I was making music in that area, whatever you want to call it, 
I listen to Fight. They're good. Yeah. Um, Is there, I don't um, know. I don't know if he knows or who said that. Bubba Sorry. Sawyer, 1995. Oh. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, what's up? Seriously? That's so thank, funny. Thank you for tuning in. You should follow Hot Takes. It's, <laughs> it's so funny because, like, him and I started a lot of the bands back in the day that we were listening, or, you know, that we were... I was in the band. He was the drummer, and I was the keyboard player what? and stuff. Oh, that's like that. awesome. Yeah, he plays drums. And he's I love starting that. Uh, right now he's starting like a Nirvana uh, sort of band, grungy cool. band right now. So Very cool. That's some throwback yeah. shit in 2022. Okay, nice. so on the flip side of that, is there an act that you like a lot that you can guarantee nobody here has ever heard of? I feel like the Vapor community is very invested in like trying to do that already. And know like, everything? Yeah, know everything. That's why I like this community. It's interesting. Right. <laughs> that's it's why I like. So that's why cool. I like to. That's why I like it. We're all a bunch all of music, music nerds. Yeah, like specifically, like people who are music nerds about like obscure genres or cult artists or like spend a lot of time to understand music movements and uh, to glean what's to be learned from them. That's why I, I associate so so deeply with this world because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I like it I so much. That. So it's so much better than the other genre scenes. Yeah, People care about music like a lot, you know. It seems to yeah. me here. I can't really think of like um, anyone that nobody wouldn't know because I feel like in the vapor community, at least someone is gonna be like, "Oh, I know who that is." Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh -huh. That's why it's so fun here. That's why <laughs> I really enjoy talking about. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Janelle. I really enjoy no. talking about obscure christian metalcore bands with fire tools oh because most yeah. people in here are like iso Karis, who's that training for utopia I, i've never heard of them but but fire tools has fire tools has yeah she's so good angel she's, is the best i think she is i know i know her work is not for the uninitiated and it's a little it takes that. it takes some appreciation of experimental music but Fuck it, she's she's doing stuff I don't think I've ever heard anybody else ever do. She's maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a philistine and just genius. don't know. Fucking genius! No, 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 you are absolutely accurate. Fire, yeah. in my opinion, Fire Tools and Giant Claw are just like so deeply, deeply ahead of I don't even everything else in the world, in my opinion, practically. Uh, I, I just, I don't even, it's amazing. They're amazing producers, those two in particular, to me. Very inspiring. Oh, yeah, super inspiring. It's like, when I hear people, like, genre bending and stuff, I'm like, I... I they are reality know. bending. <laughs> oh, yeah, reality bending. They are reality bending. Go on, I'm sorry. Reality bending, that's cool. I try to create that myself because I have that image in my head and that sound yeah. in my head. Like, yeah. We all are, actually, at the end of the day, when we make this music. Yeah, it's like, I want to fucking do that so bad, and then yep. to achieve, like, uh, well, I'm not really known for that sort of thing, so let me kind of stick with what people would associate with uh, me with, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's I'm, like you said before, you, have, you could do different albums to express yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
Yeah, do the side project thing. I never, I can't never stick to one sound. I, I can't. It's impossible for me to do that. And I don't care. <laughs> I, I won't do it. Tell us about your music listening experience. How many hours a day? What methods do you prefer to use for finding new music? Um, I would say in the last three or four months, my music, like hour listening, I guess, has gone down, um, unfortunately, because I had just accepted a job about three or four months ago that I thought I would like, but I absolutely fucking despise it. I'm so ready. Oh, no. To oh, no. I remember hearing. I remember following that saga. Oh, God. And it's like, I don't know. I I, I used to do debt collection since like 2014. Holy shit. You're a real one. Yeah, yeah so... I was always on, and it wasn't like um, legit debt collection. It was like scam debt collections where it's like, oh, I have a fake name. I'm telling you I'm a process server, but I'm really not. And like, whatever. So like the companies wow. didn't really give a shit what you were doing on the That's internet. so funny. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. That's so, so funny. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, around like the 2014, through like 2014, 2017 era, I was on SoundCloud all fucking day at work, like wow. all day, barely doing my job. 2014 was a good time yeah. to be on SoundCloud. Yeah, and it was like I was barely doing my job. I was more so <laughs> music all day, and then like, um, wow. I mean, now in the last three or four months, it's gone down significantly, and I really wish that it hasn't. I wish that it hadn't been like that, but. Um, the job that I have now really entails me to not be able to listen to music on the job. Requires your attention. Disappointing. Yeah. So he's just like, oh man, I wish I kind of had that back. But I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't know. When I have the free time, I definitely try to find new people. And nowadays, how I do that is uh, definitely through like Bandcamp. Um, you know, reaching out to mutuals on Twitter and stuff. And if somebody follows me, I kind of scope out their profile. And I'm like, yo, yeah. do they have a tree to their music? Or Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I always click on stuff. Whoever mm. follows me, I'm very interested to know who it is because I always want to know about people and get to know their story because everyone has a story. So Yeah, that's correct. Best yeah. thing ever. All right. Well, um, if you don't mind me asking, since you and I have talked about it, you know, just as friends, what are some of your go-to karaoke songs? Oh, great question. I would, I would love to know the answer to this, Being considering you have such a singer, voice. I know we've talked about a few of them. Yeah, but I, I want to stop for first. one second before you answer that question. Did you take vocal lessons, or do you just naturally have this vo this kind of powerful voice? No, I never took vocal lessons. Jesus I Christ. I would <laughs> shy away from like hiding my voice and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. I like wow. to, I make my music in my own privacy. So I get to actually do what I want to do vocally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Even if someone's like, oh, you're a singer, let me hear you sing. I'm always right. going to be like, Absolutely no. Not. <laughs> but um 
I don't know, some recently some go-to karaoke songs for me, you're gonna laugh, is like some Queen songs. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Creep by Radiohead recently oh. I listened to, which is an oldie and it's very well known, but for of some course. reason last like two or three weeks Excuse yo me. I, I really resonate with this song but nice uh, i mean those are uh, super singable songs i know we, well, we talked about for you to like express your the the voice through league. that song too there's room i'm sorry go ahead i mean isaac go ahead oh no i just i my dream duet with drink your tears has been human by the human league oh that's that would be great you're only human. Yeah, I love that. We, wow. we talked about how difficult it is, and I lost my voice over the weekend, so I'm not going to try to hit that upper register. But when they say, uh-huh. born to make mistakes, and they hit that, they go up like an octave or whatever. That's a good one. Oh, That's a great one. Another one I love singing is um, uh, The Look of Love by ABC. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. And um, anything by, like, Spando Ballet or... They're very... I don't know. I I like a lot of male vocals. So I've naturally become to be able to, like, sort of sing that baritone, like, 80s male vocal-esque sort of way. And, but I also love, like, super girly vocals that, I don't know, that sound, like, super high-pitched and stuff like that. So I think with what I'm trying to achieve with my music is, like, yeah. you don't have to have that specific thing the whole time. And I just love experimenting, like, vocal range and stuff like that. and. Yeah, there's a big range on that album. That's what I was saying. Did you get lessons before, or no? You just you were just list. You just once again actively listening to things. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, you should get a guy to sing the lower vocals in your music." And no, I'm like, no, no. That's the whole fun of it. It makes it so much fun for me to do. I love doing right. that. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's a very interesting aspect. lessons but no it's the same thing with the music you're just actively listening to get it into your mind and then trying to you know use your own natural resources to to do your version of it it's interesting yeah Yeah. cool very cool what are some sounds in music since you have kind of described yourself right back i gotta grab a glass of water yeah yeah. stay hydrated by the way chat what are some sounds instrument sounds synth or acoustic that you really dislike (laughs) um oh god i can't really say any sounds but i really fucking hate that song i think it's called like 500 miles by um, oh wow the proclaimers i hate that song (laughs) that's funny dun 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 Dude, every time I hear that, I'm like, shut it off, shut the fuck off. Shut that fucking. That's funny. That's funny. Oh god, I I can't think of a song that I like loathe to that much intense. I mean, obviously, I've been given a hard time about a handful of songs that I don't much like, but I don't like loathe them. I just, 
I think they're kind of overrated. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a song, like, that specific song, it, like, sends a chill down my spine, and That's I'm like, funny. dude, I can't. I can't. You know, <laughs> um, I, uh... Yeah, we're not going to talk about what, what Young Shiro doesn't like, but that's a good answer, and I, I mean, it definitely, I wouldn't say it's overplayed now, but it was at one time, like, yeah. definitely got, got way too much airtime. Is, is there any instrument or sound that you particularly like? I love bass guitar. Bass Hell guitar, yeah. or like any sort of bass, really, electric like electronic bass like 808s and stuff like that i love it um i just think that if there wasn't Mm. any sort of like bass structure to a song it wouldn't really be that good i don't know yeah you know some songs that are like way too tinny i've definitely been like man this shit needs to be remastered or like we need somebody like to throw a bass line on that um you know, I'm not going to name any names, but but I thoroughly agree. When there's not enough low end, it 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 shows. Yeah, um, it definitely shows. I don't know. I was listening to like it's weird listening to your own music, but I was listening to my stuff earlier in my car, and I was like, "Holy shit! I could have turned down the bass so much in that song." <laughs> Chris was literally talking about that too. Uh, he debuted a new song at our show the other night and I guess the the bass kicked a little harder than he anticipated in a live setting. So yeah, you got to give it the car test, you got to give it the club test. Uh, <laughs> Pacific Plaza with the great questions Alex um wants to know who are some of Drink Your Tears style icons. The Drink Your Tears aesthetic and look is always so on point. Oh, how sweet. Um I love Grace Jones. Oh, Fuck yeah, Grace Jones. Jones. Grace, oh, wow, amazing. Yeah. I love Grace Jones' style. She is so badass. She mm-hmm. gives- yeah, she is. So oh, eccentric. I- yes, I love her. Um, Such a strong presence. Yes. Lux and I yeah. watched Boomerang for the first time the other night, and Grace Jones oh, is Boomerang. hilarious <laughs> in that film. She is hilarious in that. Um... Man, I don't know. Like, I go from... I posted this on Twitter the other day. It's like, I go from, like, super 80s, you know, a padded shoulder... Yeah. ...business suit sort of style to, like, I don't know, like, 90s vampire sort of thing. <laughs> 90s vampire is like, yeah, you do have a kind of an interesting mishmash of that. Yeah, so, I don't know, I, I really love, I can't say I love the Blade movies, but I love yeah. the, uh, uh, the way that they portray certain scenes and the style and the fashion in the Blade movies are so it's, good. Yeah, it's a very strong presence in those films, yeah. Lux stayed up too late the other night watching Blade, and I missed out. I have not yet seen uh. Blade. I guess I'm going to need to. It is so good. I love Blade. Yeah, he's... I, I'm not a fan of Wesley Snipes so much now, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's a movie that he's in, and I forget what it's called, but I want to fucking see it so bad. It's where it's, like, him and two other guys, and they, like, dress up in uh, women's clothes, and I think they're maybe they're, like, drag or something like that. Mm. I forget like an older movie but 
I gotta look up the name of it again, but it seems so comical. I'm to Wong like, Fu? Yes! Is that how that's pronounced? Yes! I've not seen it. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Lord. Thanks, Lux. Lux. Lux knows the answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it be obscure internet or, or 80s shit, she knows the answer to everything. Yeah. Well, before we get into the like outro part of our show, I would really like to know the etymology and the story behind your project name, Drink Your Tears. Okay, so behind the name, um, I feel like Drink Your Tears was a very like meme-esque sort of like phrase back in like uh, between like 2009, 2012-ish. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I can just picture it like on a meme or whatever. But Yeah, like a I, mug where it's just like liberal tears or something. Yeah, yeah. And it has nothing to do with that, but like when I started playing like the newer, the newest GTA that's been around for like fucking 10 years now, um, I was just like, yo, what's a username that I can use or like a gamer tag that I can use that's going to piss people off when I kill them? <laughs> oh, that's such a no fun way. origin. Yeah, and I was like, drink your tears, like, shut the fuck up, stop crying, you got killed, you're beat, it's done and over with, and then I made that my Instagram name, and I was, and that's when I started, like, oh, finding myself and expressing myself, and I was like, I'm just gonna make drink your tears, like, my own artist name. It's a good one. It is. Yeah, it also kind of goes with, like, the vaporwave aesthetic, sort of, like, um, I feel like like a lot of like a Greek and Roman uh, busts have that sort of like very melancholy feel to yeah yeah it's got kind of like a melodramatic vibe to it as well synth pop is also very melodramatic and sometimes kind of over the top and sad so drink your tears works great as like a synth pop It's, it's, it's a great name and I love the origin story for it too now that's so funny yeah, so it all kind of worked out on its own. So it did. It, it did. It yeah. informed. It informed everything that followed. Yeah. Interesting. You want to get a <laughs> few more in before we go into our outro, Chris? Uh, no, no. I'm ready to. We can start. We can start doing some shoutouts. It's getting pretty late now, actually. Yeah. It is. So we like to reserve the last five or ten minutes of the show to give our special guest the floor to shout out anything you want, promote, put us on. Say anything you want. Okay. Um, I would like to shout out you guys, first of all, for having me on the show. Oh, and you're very welcome. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I feel very, like, honored to be on Hot Takes. And it's, oh. uh, it's, it's very, um, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just like, oh, man, this is, like, sort of a dream come true. It's so cool. Oh, oh that's <laughs> flattering. I just hope very you flattering. Fun. And I would like to definitely shout out uh, Futuro Surf for putting together my latest music video for uh, one of the singles on my recent album, Panther Island. He did a great job with the um, visuals and stuff on that. And um, CBTV Hayes and uh, DZS. I don't know if you guys know or anyone knows, but 
he uh, put together um, Pacer Test, my music video for me. Okay. and DZS. Yeah. I think on Twitter it's I am... I think it's like I am Zaros Vark or whatever. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. sort of yeah. familiar. Yeah. I'm the fan team for putting together a few single artwork yeah. things. And, um, man, I don't know. There's so many fucking people. I don't know. Everybody. Lux and George and Maggie Jemmy. Um, Mesh, DDS. Man, I, I love all those people. And very inspiring. The whole, like, Ecom 3 lineup. Everybody on that was so fucking... It was so dope. And... I don't know. I'd like to shout out everyone I could, but... <laughs> Hell yeah. Very cool. Well, we're, we're glad you came through as well. Um, I don't really have anything. Um, I Well, okay, I was on the, the Latin All-Stars Fest. I mixed a set yeah. for Lux. Um, nice. Strip Silence said they liked it, so that's cool. I got the, I got the gold star oh, from Strip God. Silence, so... Um, it seemed to go off. You know, I just mixed some of Lux's favorite tracks, and, and they seemed to like it. Um, but uh, nothing coming up. I am not going to touch the DJ decks for, like, two weeks because Chris and I just had our show in St. Louis, Terminally Hot, which I'll just quickly recap. Went really well. The The attendance was great. Ronnie really throws a very tight, very well-organized, very high-quality show. Um. Uh, Stack Overflow and Tuwa were lo- were both lovely and and both did great sets. Um, I was very very tired after my set, so I didn't get to see all of your set, Chris. And I'm very sorry for that, but I was I think you saw no me. Worries. I was so tired. Um, and I had a great time sharing a stage with my one of my best friends, my uh, co-host, me too, man, my, my idol absolute... and mentor, no uh, skeleton no. lipstick. So if you didn't go, shame on you. Just kidding. There will be more. All right. Yeah. That's all I got to say. What do you got, Chris? All right. No. Oh, wait. Sorry. No, Go say on. what you're going to say first. Say what you're going to say first, please. So I kind of like had an already like hot take sort of like thing. Oh, go Ooh. on. You come to the right place. What's up? Um, If you don't pee in the shower, are you really human? That's my hug. Yeah. I'm only human. Everybody does it. (laughs) Nice segue there. You got to ask me the question, though. Okay. Do Do I pee in the shower? Do you pee in the shower? I don't. Oh, wow. A twist. What's wrong with you? A twist. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. Wow. All right. Bite. I, I do. I was just trying delicious yeah (laughs) (laughs) very fun okay uh so i guess for me uh saturday october 1st 2022 is daydream deluxe is throwing the firestar charity stream i'll be participating in that uh it's gonna feature such other artists as dan mason and pat shankton and saint pepsi and snow dream and luxury elite of course is in the chat right now Encarta 95 will be there also Ooh. groceries will be there uh, fm skyline will be there groovy Ooh. kaiju will be there uh ed will be there i'm excited to see actually i've never seen an ed set before so i'm excited to see that 
Uh, who else will be there? Zero will be there. Tupperwave will be there. VCR Classique will be there. Ooh. Wizard of Loneliness will be there. Aiden Chick will be there. Blue Screen will be there. Cadet and oh, Dark Salon will be Are there. Are you which reading I... a list or did you memorize all these people? No, I'm reading a list right now. Okay. Of course, I'm not crazy. Uh, but Dark Salon will be there too, and uh, that's going to be very a very interesting thing. Also, Device Operator will be there. Um, cool. and, and Rail will be there. And yes. uh, Kawasaki will be there. And Griff and Oh, Neon 95. That's great. A Wizard of Loneliness, of course. Uh, Zy Cowan and Zero, um, Zero Tonine. Can you repeat and, when that is? Because people are getting real drop, interested. Burn Drop. Uh, October 1st, 2022. Tw- it's two days, I believe. Uh, the f- Damn, no, no. It's sorry, one day. Fast. It's one day. October 1st. Starting at 12 p.m. PST. It's Pacific Standard Time. October 1st. Twitch.tv slash daydream underscore deluxe. He's putting it together. Proceeds are all go to the mental health group Beyond Blue. So once again, it's a pretty big one. Lots of we haven't done a live stream. I haven't participated in a live stream in a long time. And uh, Daydream hit me up and I said, Yes, I will figure out figure out how to do something for that. Oh, that's (laughs) special, man. Uh, okay, and then aside from that, there is a new live show that just got announced in Baltimore that I will oh, be participating yeah. in, and that is called um, Base House Volume Three. It's being set up by our dear friend Sage Hardware, who uh, you know, who's I think one of the most Badass. interesting artists in the entire scene. Sage Hardware, Sierra Mist, Visual Culture, Mr. Hideyoshi, Van Gogh, be careful who's in the chat right now. And That's myself, Skeleton Lipstick. Lineup. November 5th, doors are at 7, show is at 8, 10 p.m. at the Shamrock Inn on 6044 Harford Road, Baltimore, Maryland. Apparently, right down the street from uh fiber's fiance's house he texted me this uh, earlier today yeah. after he saw that who's super so, awesome by the way yeah so that's pretty funny so that that's the thing um other things are uh you know the um the uh the, the comp is out right now obviously from um you know doom trip right i'm on that yeah, bunch of, uh, with a bunch six. of other people uh also not too many copies left of um of uh the album i wasn't sure how well it would connect to pretty cerebral album but there's only a few more copies left on business casual so check out my melodic ambient um project uh you know the polymath vampire also skeleton lipstick glows and melts in the blood splatter uh variant and also in the melt variant available on needle juice records and um in addition to that i uh i i'm working on a new album it's pretty much done but i gotta fix the frequencies and make it sound good it'll be called kingdom of death and it's uh, it's good. It's really good. You're all gonna like it. It's really cool. I like it a lot. The, I think uh, you'll like it too. The bit that it's you a trip. The other night was fun. Oh yeah, it was. It's a trip. Right, I did two songs from it actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a trip. It's a whole big sprawling cerebral confessional interesting dive into my mind. You'll like it. But yeah. I just gotta fi- I just gotta fix the uh, frequencies so it sounds nice when people hear it. Okay, that's good. That's enough. Drink your tears, everybody. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank Janelle. you for coming. You yes. Treat. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you oh, for everyone in chat. Such a delight. 
such a delight. Thanks. Can't wait to hear more from you. Uh, thanks for having me. I super appreciate you guys having me on the show, and uh, it's uh, very inspiring, actually. So thank oh. you so much. I'm glad to hear that you're inspired. Thank you guys for tuning in, all you regulars and newbies. We appreciate you being part of the Hot Takes experience. Uh, You can find us on all the social media platforms that there are. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, YouTube. We're there. Um, You can follow us on those platforms. You can listen to us on YouTube, uh, old episodes. We've had a lot of great people on the show. Uh, You can tune in in two weeks. Uh, We will be having Eventual Infinity Mm -hmm. from Pacific Plaza and other notable Vaporwave labels. Uh, Peyton's going to be joining us in two weeks, so we're very excited. Uh, Same time, same place. That's uh, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Every other Monday night, that is. Um, And just one last thing. A special shout-out to the donors tonight, Luxury Noise, and be careful. God damn, you really outdid yourselves. We really appreciate it. Um, We also just want to remind everybody, if you have a video teaser that you would like us to run before or after the show, Send it to me. I'll run it. No big deal. We, we, we love to get back to the community. Um, we are going to raid 3D Blast stream. Oh, They shit. have like five people watching them play some video game. So we're going to dump <laughs> 20 people in 3D Blast stream. Some video game. But thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. We're going to run the ad and then stick around if you want to listen to 3D Blast. Be surprised by a 20-viewer raid. We love you mm-hmm. all and especially drink your tears. Yes. Have a wonderful night. All right. That's a hot take. (laughs) Swing it around, American flag, because that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Don't touch my records.